0: Hey, this is Ben with Blue Ribbon Coalition. I'm here with episode 38 of the Defend Your Ground podcast. Uh, We're actually changing things up this time. We're filming on location. We're out here with the Manti-LaSalle mountains in the backdrop because that is the subject of our podcast. We did an episode about this a few weeks ago. The Manti-LaSalle forest plan is open for public comment. They have a draft version of this plan, which means it's going to affect hundreds of thousands of acres of the Manti-LaSalle forest range. This is the mountains up by Mountain and Fairview, Skyline Drive, the European Trail. This is the LaSalle Mountain Range, which is the big mountains east of Moab, and then it also is the Baja Mountains down near Blanding and Monticello in San Juan County of Utah. And so I'm here with Mike Davis. He's repeat guest. Mike, why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us what you, why, why you're here and what you're all about.
1: Yeah, so my name is Michael Davis. I'm with the Utah Snowmobile Association the Public Lands Director and I came down last night and joined Ben here in Moab to meet with the Forest Service. They had an open house where we was able to meet with all the personnel that are administering this revision and have a question and answer session as to the implementation of this revision as it relates to the LaSalle portion of the Manti-LaSalle National
0: Forest perfect yep so i mean the forest plan is going to affect snowmobiling it's going to affect uh, all the other motorized recreation and roads and trail well one thing they'll tell you is that the plan doesn't change any statuses of roads or anything like that that'll be done through a subsequent travel managing process but this is kind of like zoning for the forest they're picking certain zones and saying this is a wilderness area and so Managed like wilderness they have a zone called semi-primitive non-motorized where it's still pretty much non-motorized recreation but not quite as rigid as a wilderness area yes they have like roaded natural areas and things like that so that's what we spent an hour last night at least talking with the recreation planner at the Forest Service um, your interest is in snowmobiling you've actually gone sledding up in the Mandai LaSalle up in the LaSalle mountains I mean where did you go up there I have
1: I have and the and the areas of concern Um, why I'm here on the snowmobile side is if you look if you can see the mountains in the backdrop there you got the three sections the north the middle and the the south section so a lot of the riding is on the back side of that middle section and even on the south side of that middle section which would be LaSalle Pass and our concern is uh, one of the big areas is Dark Canyon currently in the revision right now they're set on plan alternate alternative B Um, they have it designated as semi-primitive non-motorized, which would eliminate the use of over the snow, over the travel, or excuse me, over the snow travel on a snowmobile up in that canyon. And it is a wonderful canyon, beautiful, great snowmobiling. I was up in there last season. We had a great year, and this plan, if they move forward with it with no changes, would eliminate that area of riding, as well as, on the, again, on the south side of that middle section, the LaSalle Pass, kind of to the from the the south side of the 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 uh, highest peak there all the way down to the main road they want to close that off and there's some good snowmobiling in there as well that I'm hearing from the locals I wasn't able yeah. to go there last year but sounds like some really great fun terrain and it's high in elevation it gets a lot of snow and there's not a lot of user conflict if any How many so, other users up there did you see when you went We saw none, none? I mean oh. on the on the on the on the west side where the trailhead is where everybody launches of course um there was some i wouldn't say conflict but everybody's just hitting that main artery to get out to where they want to go the skiers mm-hmm. and the snowmobilers and there's some primitive area up there the skiers already have access to and that's usually where they go so, so how would
0: you rate the lasalle when I mean, you get around right you've been out in the is you've been up on skyline drive and the other part of this forest you've done Soldier's Summit and the uh, and the canyons up above Farmington the backcountry of the Wasatch I mean What talk to what's the how's the riding compare here in the in the LaSalle mountains?
1: It's very comparable to anything up north because I don't think a lot of people realize how high in elevation it is back there I mean those peaks get up to 11 12,000 feet. You're well up into the Alpine it opens up There's some good boondocking treat areas as well as some very open areas some big canyons Um, And it's very unique in that when you get up there and you look at these gorgeous views out here In the valley you're up in the alpine in this deep snow Mm -hmm. But then you look down in the valley and you see all the red rock. Uh,
0: Yeah, so it's it's gotta be a unique view That's what I love about Brian Head I live in southern Utah and you get up on that ski resort and the view there is just world-class so and, and hotels in Moab are cheap in the winter it's the off season, and so it's an area that if you if you're getting into sledding, the La Salles are kind of probably a hidden treasure. The locals probably don't want to telling everybody that. And and I think that the Bajo Mountains down by uh, Monticello, they said there's a good local club that rides there. The, you talked to the planner, and he said, look, this plan, we do want your comments. We do want substantive comments. What did he tell you they're looking for? that.
1: They, they are looking. Um, the areas of concern that I brought up, they are looking for some good dialogue um basically some good information that they can take in you know like dark canyon for the for example is the one canyon i was talking about back there that they want to at the moment potentially close but they want good information as to why they shouldn't close it like you can upload your comment with mapping of that area pictures with of you riding in that area and uh, all attached with some good information um, how often you use the area your experiences in the area and then also kind of describing you know the area of which you're talking about like for example Dark Canyon or you know this ridgeline north to south be a little specific there but they want really just some really good substance within the comments to help them better understand how we travel up there in the winter time so they can apply that hopefully in the tail end of this revision and we get some relief on that, and they don't move forward with closing with
0: it. With the full version of alternative B or whatever they're looking at. So. Right,
1: and, and it's so unique <clears throat> up here too, where there's already a lot of primitive area that we can't go and use. Yep. It's it's almost, and this is one of the conversations I had with the forest planner was by eliminating that area, as well as more areas to the south, it's going to only condense where snowmobilers can go, and it's going to make it more crowded, which I think could cause some problems.
0: So yeah, and I that's, don't. That's, I, mean, I, I think there's a light enough use out here that as long as there's areas where people can disperse, then especially for the snow travel, that's great. I think on the the off-road travel and the summer travel, you've got. Other problems because they just closed 30% of the routes in Labyrinth Rim and Gemini Bridges, so this will now be one of the overflow areas to pick up the dispersed camping, the other people that want to go recreate outdoors, and that's what the BLM even said is oh, there's other areas people can go, and so now, but now they're going through this plan and they're proposing an alternative which is also restrictive like the one in Labyrinth Rims was, and so they keep saying oh well you guys can go to that area that's not closed yet, but it's going through a planning process where they might close. Potentially more. They might in pla- put in place designations and land use planning decisions that require them to close more roads and trails and access in future both summer and winter travel planning. Uh, you went to a meeting also in Price and Mantai, was it? Or where was the... Uh, the last, the one before this one I went to was in Mantai. Okay. And you had some other conversations with rangers or uh, planning coordinators there, the GIS specialists... You have some concerns.
1: I do. Um, it's, and that concerns more of the skyline or the Manti portion of the Manti LaSalle. Deep within the boundary, for those of you who have maybe taken a look at the alternative um, or the mapping of that, there are some very big sections of land that they want to designate as semi primitive, non motorized with this alternative. That for the life of me, I can't figure out why, because there is no other users. That use those areas, other than snowmobilers, it's deep within the boundary, hmm. it's high in elevation, it's very very rideable. Of course, on a snowmobile, the way we travel over the snow, we we yeah. you know we look for acreage, along with trails, um, and some of the areas. I think it was I believe I forget the name. I always get it mixed up with Dark Canyon, but I believe it's Black Canyon on the other side of Spring City. I got some pictures of the other day. Yeah, gorgeous area would be really fun on a snowmobile but from a backcountry skier standpoint or a, not, or excuse me a human-powered standpoint I can't see that user spectrum going in there so if there's no other user conflict I can't understand why they are designated those areas as such but you, and but you asked said, him why right? I did ask him why okay. and I
0: couldn't get an honest answer it was the answer was arbitrary that they're doing it arbitrarily, creating these boundaries. So that it, And that's like the number one reason they shouldn't do something. Yes. In a plan like this, the Administrative Procedures Act requires that their decisions not be arbitrary. And so what would you say to the folks in central Utah and Sanpete County, Sevier County, those areas that would maybe get up into this area, um, Emory County? Well, I would say but my main
1: takeaway from both of the meetings I've had with the Forest Service is Get dialed into the terrain that is being proposed as semi-primitive, non-motorized. Mm-hmm. Know the canyons, know the ridgelines, know the mountaintops, and put those into your comment.
0: Yeah, and look at their maps, and if there's anywhere that you're riding that's the wrong color, we need to know that. We need you to tell us at Blue Ribbon Coalition, hey, I looked at this map and there's it's pink, right? The semi-primitive, non-motorized, and then the wilderness is like a brownish-gray color. If the, if, if your favorite riding area is that color, we have to know that because we're a national organization. And so I, as much as I would like to go out and explore every single one of these nooks and crannies of our public land, and I do get out in the field a lot to ground truth this, but the number one resource we have is we know we have users that go use these areas. They just don't always get engaged in these comment processes and it hurts our efforts. So yeah. uh, so Utah Snowmobile Association, Blue Ribbon Coalition, we'll have a link in the show notes to this show where you guys can go submit a comment we have form language there and i'll be the first one to tell you that forest service would much rather see you add some substantive personalized feedback in there especially if you ride these areas so if you're riding the lasalles if you're riding the abajos if you're riding that range the manti portion of this forest which is skyline drive primarily yes um we got to we've got to know what you're where you're riding out there you need to customize that into your comment uh look for that information we'll be sharing this on our social media i think we have till november 16th we do november 16th is the deadline for the comments and so good deal will your wrist be healed by then
1: uh i think i'll get the cast off by then but i'll be in a removable brace doing pt so, after that okay
0: so. a little, little biking accident you're going to be in shape for sled season i
1: hope so i hope i think the timing might work out just right maybe linger into the first part of sled season but we'll see
0: yeah and that, i brought that up because it reminded me about we talked about some of the biking components of this mantle plan with the ranger or, or with the planning recreation guy last night and and the forest service is notoriously stupid on their e-bike policy right now they're crosswise with all the other agencies Uh, there's mountain bike i mean we're at a mountain bike park here in moab just we wanted to get somewhere we could kind of show you the mountains here in the background that we're talking about Um, but they like this plan what the things they're designating is especially primitive or semi-primitive non-motorized that's going to really restrict any future decisions that could affect e-bike policy. I think the Forest Service e-bike policy can't last. I think it's it's unrealistic with how massive that sport's growing. They're going to have to eventually adapt and allow e-bike-specific trails or allow e-bikes on the mountain bike trails and create a special distinction there They're already saying, well, hey, they can use the motorized trails, but then we're looking at this, and there's certainly a lot of areas that now will be restricted to motorized access. So this is going to affect the e-bike and mountain bike users. If you're a dirt bike user, there is a small amount of single track trail in this area. Uh, But what they're saying is they might create new e-bike-specific trails. Our experience with these agencies is they don't ever really build new motorized trails they only ever closed them which but what we did see happen in labyrinth rooms and gemini bridges is they did take two trails that were previously motorized accessible and convert them to just mechanized mountain bike travel not even e-bike not even e-bike. and so it happens all the time that our trails get poached the motorized trails by non-motorized users and so that's something that people should be adding their feedback with this plan I, and i'm pro e-bike i have an e-bike I think they should be building new e-bike trails and they should be allowed on the mountain bike trails. So I don't think they have a a noticeable impact different than a mountain bike and it's manageable that way. But I am worried that they're already starting to contemplate maybe creating unique trails for e-bikes without really a plan of how to get there. And that was another kind of, we were there last night with Colorado TPA, it was another great organization we worked with at Blue Ribbon Coalition, Uh, Chad Hickson was there Uh, getting some feedback from the agency and so those are some of our updates on Mandai LaSalle we got till November 16th it's a big plan it's another important plan in the Moab area we need everybody engaged if you care about what happened in Labyrinth rims this is the next item next area on everyone's radar getting a lot of attention from the environmental groups that want to shut everything down we do know some of them were there at the meeting last night and so we're here fighting for you we're at the meetings too we're adding your voice to this process you need to add your voice to this process absolutely uh mike you're, we're going to rally the snowmobilers we'll be at the snow west uh snow show this weekend salt lake so if you want to come talk to us more about this we'd love to talk to you so yeah
1: come stop by our booth we're going to have a bunch of the uh, mapping imagery up of all four alternatives including b which is the one they're set on now we will have the interactive map set up on a on a big television screen so we mm-hmm. can toggle back and forth and show everybody the different the functionality of that map so if they want to go home and look at it as well as not only on paper but digitally what they are proposing to move forward with also you can go to the Utah Snowmobile, Face, Utah Snowmobile Association Facebook page we have some information posted up there as well regarding this revision and how to uh, get into that interactive map. I'll be actually posting up one more short video in probably a week or so after the snow show about commenting. It'll be more commenting specific and bringing up some good talking points that you can include into your comment and maybe help generate a comment because they do want comments in your own words. They don't want templates, cookie cutter comments and comments like them just going to one pile, they've already read one and then there's another. It's really not useful to your time to do that or theirs so
0: well i would argue that if you're gonna do nothing it's better to still send in the comment that's why we offer those at blue ribbon coalition but we always encourage everybody to customize those and the other thing is is it lets us know who cares about this issue it gives us visibility into how many people are engaging on it Um, otherwise we're giving all that intelligence to the blm to know what the flashpoints are and their planning process and how many people are really engaged or not And we don't know that. We have to discover that through a FOIA request or something which takes months or years to get. Mm -hmm. And so if you, it doesn't do any good to have you supporting an organization like ours and then not giving us the tools to succeed. And visibility into these planning processes at the same level that the government has visibility into it. We need to be able to go with them as partners and with as good information as they have to be influencing these decisions. And so that's why we facilitate you guys making comments through our website and all of that and it's a big team effort so we appreciate everyone's support that's episode 38 in the books mike we'll get you back on another show we got other things going on um we have to see what happens with the objection resolutions in the ashley national forest some good things happened up there i think with the snowmobiling mostly there were some summer travel things that were raising some concerns about but we just love having a good active group here in Utah. You guys are making a difference, and together, hopefully, we can avoid some of the... Um, we, in California, we've had to sue over the Stanislaus National Forest Plan because they closed 500,000 acres to snowmobiling. That really wasn't necessary. They said they were run, that we were running over frogs with our snowmobiles. Yeah, frogs, and, and I think they, they are
1: claiming that, that it has a negative impact on a fox. Yeah. Um, but clearly, I don't think a lot
0: of people, well, care to know how backcountry snowmobiles yeah, travel over the snow. they did say that some able. of the closure of proposed areas here was because it was elk habitat. And, I mean, AXA has, the American Council of Snowmobile Association has, like, reams of studies that snowmobiles don't really affect, especially those kinds of herd animals, like elk, bison. We've, we've studied this up and down. Yellowstone did big studies to see if snowmobiling affected wildlife. And that was part of a settlement we were in with the National Park Service that allowed snowmobiling building to continue there. And they stopped doing the study. They said, we are not finding any meaningful data that suggests snowmobiling building's having an impact on the wildlife. So for the Forest Service here to be saying, oh, we've got to implement these semi-primitive areas because of wildlife, her, it, the, there's no, like the science everywhere else. And I can assure you that Yellowstone National Park is, is probably, the gold standard of managing wildlife compared to the manti Sal National Forest, or at least they, they have a lot of it there. they they're studying it. They did study it and they found no impact. Mm-hmm. And so those are, if, if, those are the kinds of things you guys have information to add that to your comments, we're going to be doing the same. Uh, but yeah, well, thanks Mike. Let's yeah. Wrap this up and we'll catch you next time. Okay. Thank you.